Hello and welcome to episode number 34 of the Fuel for Life podcast. My name is Bogdan Kipko and this is the podcast dedicated to fueling your faith in the one who gives faith. And I am convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. And so my goal is to help you realize the promise of God's gospel for every part of your life. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. I really appreciate it. I hope that some of the things that we talk about here on the Fuel for Life really benefit and impact your life and that you experience all that God has to offer for you. And I really hope that a lot of the principles and topics that we cover on the Fuel for Life podcast allow you to place yourself directly into the center of God's will and that you are accomplishing exactly what he has called you to do. And on this show, I want to talk about the will of God. And often when the will of God comes up, it's a very ethereal, abstract realm, and people often treat God's will like a magic eight ball. So basically, you shake it up, and whatever comes out of it, you think that's God's will, or people think that they got to they have to pray to God they have to ask for a fleece to be wet or not or the ground to be wet or not or a lot of other different rituals and while there may be a places for that i believe that the will of god is actually not that abstract i believe that you can personally know the will of god yes the will of god the creator of the universe who controls everything around us he has revealed himself to us and he revealed his will to us as well and a lot of times people ask me this question people are often puzzled what the will of god is what career should they choose what what future spouse should they get married to what what their spiritual gifts are what they need to should i go to this school or another one and so a lot of times people think well what's the will of god for me in my life and the problem with asking God about his will in those particular areas is that you're trying to figure out what God wants to do with your life instead of finding out what God has already willed for us to do in the life that he has personally created for us. And the problem with this approach is that our focus is our focus is top of mind instead of God's plan being top of mind. So I want to make a the argument in this podcast that the will of God is not an ethereal abstract realm. I believe that the will of God for every person is actually quite simple. And if all we did was focus on what we already know the will of God is and continue to accomplish it in our everyday life, all other questions and uncertainties would be resolved on their own. And that means less stress and less anxiety for us and so today i want to tell you 10 ways to tell if you are accomplishing the will of god number one way to tell that you're accomplishing the will of god is that you were born 
Yes, you were born. You're not an accident. If you're listening to this, you're a live human being and you already in some way are accomplishing God's will. He made you. He created you before the foundation of the earth. He thought to put you on this earth. And if you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life. Elsewhere, Paul writes to the Ephesians and says that we are God's masterpiece or God's poem. We are something that God created. He took initiative and created us. So just the mere fact that you're a live human being, that you were born already in some way, you are accomplishing the will of God. Number two, that you will die. This is also a part of God's will because the Bible says that it is appointed for every human being to die once and then stand before their maker. This is inevitable. It will happen. And if we know that our death is impending, shouldn't that motivate us to love Jesus with our entire heart, mind, soul, and strength while here on earth? And the very fact that we're mere mortals already testifies to us being a part of God's will. And so I think that when we understand the brevity of life, we must make a great investment with our life and we must do things that matter. We shouldn't waste our life. We should realize that life is but a vapor gone like the morning mist and we get one shot at it and let it be a shot that we take for God's glory in all that we do. Number three, if you, how you can tell that you're accomplishing the will of God is that you believe in Christ Jesus. The Bible also talks about the fact that God does not want anyone to perish, but that all should come to a saving knowledge of his son, Jesus. I do believe that the point of our life is Jesus Christ. I do believe that the entire universe points to Jesus. And I also do believe that the Bible clearly states that all authority has been given from the Father to the Son, Jesus. And I I believe that that's one of the wills of God. And so if you're listening to this and you do believe in Jesus and you do believe that he is the Son of God and that you believe that he is God, you are already accomplishing the will of God. And I think it goes beyond just us believing in Christ Jesus. It's us living as if he is a savior. And I've said it before that very often, the reason that you and I don't experience the power of Jesus in our life is because we don't believe that Jesus Christ loves us. Because if we believe that he loved us every moment of our every life, uh, every day of, of our life, we would not choose to sin. We would not choose to do things that grieve our Lord. So one of the will, one of the ways to tell if you're doing the will of God is that you believe in Jesus Christ. Number four, that you will grow, that you will progress. We know that Jesus progressed in years. He grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man. And so there's a daily progress to be had. And I believe that the way that you and I experience a maximum amount of God's blessing is if we put ourselves into the pathway of the blessings of God. And the way we do that is that we accomplish the will of God. And some signs that you're growing spiritually or some signs that you're maturing the faith is that you're able to forgive quickly. Uh, It's that you're able to be generous frequently, generous with your time, with your talent, with your tithes. It also is a sign of spiritual maturity that you have audacious faith, that you believe in God. You, You take 
steps of great faith. You are an optimistic, faithfully driven person that when you see the future, you see it better than most other people. And God often uses those people, those faith warriors, in order to lead others to a place where they thought they could never go to before. And so my question is, how is your spiritual growth? Are you growing in the last week, month, or year? Would people around you say that you have progressed in your growth spiritually? Uh, do you love Jesus more than you love him yesterday? Is he your greatest treasure? And if the answer is yes, then you're already accomplishing the will of God for your life. And I think it's important for us to encourage and to notice spiritual maturity in other people. So if you have people in your life that you know that they've grown, they've spiritually matured, they've, they're being sanctified, go ahead, text them, call them, email them, let them know, give them a word of encouragement, let them know, hey, you're growing in the Lord. It's a great thing to do. That's why I think the Bible talks about that we need to stir one another to love and good works. And one of the ways in which you and I can do that is to encourage one another when we see the progress and the growth and the maturity. Number five way to tell that you're doing the will of God is that you will get married. Yes, um, statistically, the odds are ever in your favor. Um, Statistically, nine out of 10 people will definitely get married. And it's probably not a question of if, it's a question of when. And there are definitely people who are called to be single, and that's actually a spiritual gift that Paul talks about. Jesus was never married. Paul was never married. And that's completely fine. That's a gift as well. But um, generally speaking, you will get married. And I would say that you should get married in order to stay married. And statistically, the odds are in your favor. Number six way to tell that you're doing the will of God is that you obey and respect all authority. Obedience, submission, those aren't really words that are trendy or even popular, but I would venture to say that how you respond to authority will determine your legacy. Jesus was God and he still washed the feet of his disciples, a task reserved for the lowliest of servants. And being under godly authority is not a curse, but a blessing. It's actually the best thing for you to have authority over you. Submission is not a swear word. God wills for you to obey, to respect and submit to the authority figures in your life, whether that's your boss, your employer, your pastor, your husband or wife, or, um, well, depending on what kind of a marriage you have, but uh, usually you should listen to your husband or any uh, civil or governmental authorities. So when you demonstrate submission, you're accomplishing the will of God. And it's actually a great blessing to be part of a church where you submit to pastors or elders because they're placed there for your own good to keep watch over your soul. So in fact, being in submission to authority in our life is actually a great determining factor of how we're going to leave a legacy. Number seven, that you're involved in a local church. That is the will of God for you. This is a part of God's will for your life. Jesus said that on this rock, I will build my church and the hates of Gades shall not prevail it. And so what we're talking about here is that if you were to look at the to-do list of Jesus Christ and what his number one priority is, it would be the local church. It is the church 
also known as Jesus's bride. He goes to the cross. He dies on the cross. On the third day, he arises again, and that is a priority for him. And I believe that there is no other organization in the entire world that can produce so much change in a person and pr- and give a person salvation and provide them everything that they possibly need than it, a local church. And it's important for you to be part of a local church and to be committed in a local church. Number eight way you can tell if you're doing the will of God is that you trust and obey scripture. The Bible is God's love letter to you. Jesus is the hero of the Bible, not you. And this is the best thing for us because God's will is that we do what he wills. So we must fall in love with the scriptures. We don't fall in love with someone by not spending any time with them. So we need to set up a time to read our Bible consistently. And why the why is it that we trust and obey scripture and that is accomplishing the will of God. Because when we read the last chapter of the prophet Isaiah, we read how it says the people to whom God will look and it says that he will look at those who are humble and contrite in spirit and those who tremble at his word. And I believe that trembling at his word is not fearing it as in God will do something bad to you if you don't accomplish his will. It's trembling as in revering God's word, being in awe of it and putting myself in the pathway of God's blessing is accomplishing the will of God, is accomplishing how it's accomplished practically by trusting and obeying scripture. Number nine way that you can tell that you're accomplishing the will of God is that you are leading, you're a leader, whether it's a small group, a family, a church, an employee, or anything else, you're by definition a leader. Even if all you do is lead your dog on a walk, you're already leading. So the question is not if you are a leader, the question is, are you a good one? And I believe that leaders who lead well are led well. And so this is why it's so important for us to seek out mentors in our life who will press into our life. And my question to you is, where in your life do you need to take leadership? Maybe it's in your home. Maybe it's in your church. Maybe it's in your community group. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's in another social setting. But you were created to lead. And very plainly put, leadership is influence. And if you want to know if you're a leader, just look behind you. Is there anyone there following you? If there are people there that's a very good sign that you are a leader and you need to lead well. Number 10 way to tell if you're doing the will of God is that you do everything for the glory of God. I love how in the Old Testament, God says that my glory, I will not give to another. And we understand the importance of God's glory. We also read the prophet where we we, we read the, the text that says that holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty and the earth is full of his glory. It's so important for us to understand that, that everything we do was for, is for the glory of God. And it means everything regarding even the most trivial of tasks. I'll never forget a time when I went to a, I was buying some pastries and the person who was helping me basically literally their clock ran out and they were off work and they're like, you know what? I'm off the clock and I can't help you, but somebody else is going to help you right away. Well, that's completely fine to do that. But I think that as Christians, part of doing everything for the glory of God is going the extra step, going the extra mile 
and doing things that people wouldn't normally expect. And we should do everything as if we're doing it for God because we are. And it's not because God needs our good works. It's because our neighbor does. Our people in our life do. And that should that alone should propel us to be people who are constantly doing everything for the glory of God. And so based on everything that we just talked about, now you know the will of God for your life. It's that you are born, that you will die, that you will believe in Jesus Christ, that you will grow, that you'll get married, that you will obey and respect all authority, that you're involved in the local church, that you trust and obey scripture, that you lead, and that you do everything for the glory of God. Of God, And I hope that this podcast clears up any misconception about the will of God. And I'm convinced that if you follow this and if you do accomplish these things, all of life's uncertain questions will be answered and resolved because you're accomplishing exactly what God created you to do. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. And if you have not had a chance to do so, please, I would love it if you can go to the Fuel for Life podcast page on iTunes and leave a a positive rating and a review of the podcast. In addition to that, if you want to experience more gospel-centered content, Check out fuelforlife.tv where all of my video and audio content is and also kipco.net. And if we're not yet connected, let's connect on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Would love that. Well, thank you so much. That's it for this episode of the Fuel for Life. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember, before God will do a great work through your life, he wants to first do a great work in your life. And there is hope and his name is Jesus. Let my word